Welcome to the Long Hollow Group Leader Podcast. We believe that life change happens best in circles, not rows. And so whether we're talking about your life group, your D group, or your family, this resource exists to help you make disciples that make disciples. Today we are back with another guest. We are on a roll with guest speakers. Yes, uh, it's I like been it. great. I know. Mm-hmm. We are continuing. We started with how to walk alongside people in crisis when an individual needs more than a group can give. And then, does my friend have anxiety? Today, we are going to tackle the topic, does my friend have depression? Yeah. Um, much like, it's very similar to anxiety, but it, but obviously, as we started talking about it, we said, man, anxiety and depression, these are the two things that are just so prevalent right mm-hmm. now, especially on the back end of this pandemic. Um, and so, if you are a group leader, there's a very good chance that either you are struggling with one of those mm-hmm. two, or you have a group member or you have a friend, there's somebody that you know that this question is going to be able to help. And hopefully our conversation is going to give you um, some just some helpful, practical tips on how to walk alongside those people. Yeah. And so our guest today, I'm really excited. We is, I'll let you I'll let you introduce yourself. I won't even take the name <laughs> from the grand introduction. So tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you've been helping at Long Hollow. Sure. My name is Grant Hahn, and I'm a marriage and family therapist. I work at Lantern Lane Farm, which is the counseling center in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. Um, we have horses. It's on a beautiful, um, yeah. it's kind of in the woods, but it's on a beautiful farm. Um, hence our name. And yeah, um, I've been coming here once a week and seeing long hollow people. Um, I mostly see individual men who are hoping to be better husbands and fathers, um, just working on issues that might impede that. Um, but I also see a handful of teenage guys. Um, I see some women and I see a handful of couples, premarital, um, marital and otherwise, but yeah, that's me. Yeah. So good. And I bet our group leaders didn't even know that was available. I so know. It's well, good it is for very new. Very new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. new. Well, I know. Yes, I'm glad I know what's available. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> the whole joke is you might work at Long Hollow if you don't know something. So. <laughs> no, I love that. And if you, if you and maybe today's topic, you, you came in here to talk about depression. It's helpful. But really, as you just heard Grant kind of talk about what he does, you may say, man, I need that. We'll put in the show notes kind of where you can go to connect with Grant, but we, you know, we would love whether it's helping with this topic of depression or just being a better father, being a better husband. And uh, Grant would love to help you with that as well. And so, but why don't you go ahead and kind of get us started today, uh, Julie? Well, Grant, we want to talk about depression. So I, I, the first question would be, what is the difference between normal sadness and unhealthy depression. How do yeah. we how do we discover that? Yeah. So certainly, I mean, this side of heaven, we're all all gonna feel the normal sadness, and yeah. that normal sadness is kind of a just a normal response to a loss or a change. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all it's situational, it's temporary. You know, it comes and goes. Mm-hmm. Um, it whereas the whereas unhealthy depression, um, the most the thing we most look at is the time, and so if it's two years of really low mood. Um, mm. that's, yeah, I think the time frame is the first thing to look at if it's really that's lasting good. a long time and then general functioning, how, like if it's real depression, it will really impede a person's ability to live, work, get out of bed in the morning, mm. do normal human adult tasks. Right. Um, and so that's where it's, if it's really affecting someone's ability to, um, to carry out their responsibilities to right. their family, to their household, mm-hmm. um, to their workplace. That's where you really see it's, um, 
you know, a clinical definition of depre- depression. Sure. So are there, and are there levels of depression? Like uh, I know there are, I just don't understand it. Yeah. So it, like just briefly, because there's like, I have depressive thoughts or I'm yeah. just in a funk. Yeah. And then there's like, Oh, I have some. And they're like, Oh, I really have, you know, that's, yeah. that's my levels now, but I'm sure there's more clarity you could give. Mm-hmm. To yeah. That. Yes. Yeah. So in our diagnostic lists, you know, there are several different symptoms and you just need to have a certain amount. And, but like, I think the more of them that you have, the more severe it's going to be. So, you know, there's kind of just a, a you're in a funk, a mood, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. kind of a mild depression. You have depressive symptoms, um, all the way down to like, suicidality um a feeling of like no longer wanting to exist or be around mm-hmm. um and then of course everything in between um and so i would say that kind of mild to moderate it's like someone can kind of function they're mm-hmm. they're plugging right. along um it's not fun life is hard and it's um it feels like such a grind again to even do the normal things um whereas the severe depression is what you know you definitely want to get someone into some clinical treatment for, uh, yeah. maybe some meds. Um, not that those things couldn't be helpful with mild to moderate, but just, um, so I'd say like, yeah. that's how the suicide thing is kind of the, the tipping point into the, the more severe yeah. right. uh, aspects. So, so, so there's the kind of depth of that depression that, uh, that is one thing that lets us know. And then the other you mentioned was the duration of it. Yeah. Um, and so like I've had it said, I was talking to somebody through this and they were said, does, does this person, you know, do they have happy moments? Yeah. They, they're having happy moments. Do they have sad moments? Yeah. And I was like, they're probably just grieving Vic. Yeah. And it's like, and I'm like, Oh, okay. It's yeah. like, if, if it's all lows and it's yeah. for a long time, you mentioned yeah. two years, but is mm-hmm. there maybe shorter time frames from that yeah. that we would want to be as sensitive I, to as well? Yeah. I think it's, um, if there's been a recent loss, like give it some time, yeah. give it a few months. Like, of course, if they've lost someone, um, or if there's been a big change in their life, yeah, there might be a few months worth of low mood, just life is hard and sad. But yeah, even if it's starting to get to be several months or a year, like that's definitely a time to kind of start noticing, like, mm-hmm. is this becoming more of a, a feature of their life over time? That's not just a, a short-term response to something that's right. happened in their life. Yeah, so, that's really good. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, as a group leader, what would be some signs maybe that someone in your group is struggling with unhealthy uh, depression, and 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 how do you, how do you deal with that? How do you yeah. approach that? Yeah. So I think one you know one thing to look for is just kind of their their demeanor, their mood. If they um, if they rarely smile, if they're rarely very peppy, if they're very lethargic and tired looking over a long period yeah. of time, of course, because yeah. we're all going to have days. Right, but, um, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of checking in with that demeanor. But I think even more than that, if you hear them say things about feeling hopeless or mm. they're lacking in purpose, if you see, if they talk about changes in their lives, uh, lives like, um, they've lost someone or, um, they are unemployed or they are struggling to get out of bed. If they talk about those things, I think that's definitely a, a, a thing to check in with, like mm-hmm. pay attention to. Um, and if that, again, if that lasts over a period of time, if, if they never seem to get excited about anything, mm-hmm. if they, um, don't talk about things they're looking forward to things that made them happy today, um, if it's if it often just is constantly like nothing's ever good, everything feels kind of yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. like yeah. everything feels hard and um, 
I think that's that's something to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's really helpful. The it, when you see those triggers, you know, how do we go alongside somebody? Because sometimes uh, we see it before they do. You know, you mm-hmm. just uh, especially with depression and walking alongside some people, it's like. I saw it far before they did, you know, because you're able to look objectively at it from the outside in. You're not so consumed in those thoughts. And so I found that so hard to know how to lovingly talk about it and kind of bring them to some level of awareness to help them. So how do you do that walking alongside somebody when they don't see it yet? Yeah. So, I mean, of course, maybe not asking are you depressed? I mean, <laughs> yes. It's just actually a weird, weird thing to do, but yeah. I, I tried that. It did not work. <laughs> yeah. So I would say like, first of all, just kind of a gent- gentle checking in like, Hey, how are you doing? How have things been going lately? All What's right. going on in your life and your world? Um, if they've already t- kind of talked about that, like kind of gently just reflecting what you've noticed. So, Hey, I, I've seen like, you've been without a job for a while. Mm-hmm. I see that you, um, have not been able to, you know, there've been days you've not been able to get out of bed. You've talked about feeling like you're lacking mm-hmm. in purpose or hope, or you, you've talked about loneliness. And I, I, I just want to, you know, see where you are with that. I, I just, I'm concerned about your well being. Um, I value you as a human and a friend and yeah. you know, a member of this group. Um, and I just want to check in. So kind of just a, that gentle checking in. Um, and I think even reflecting those things and, I think can sometimes help a depressed person feel seen like, Oh wow. Maybe, yeah, maybe I do. Maybe I am really struggling. I guess I haven't given tons of thought to it. Um, but I think, yeah, that gentle, like, here's what I see, you know, just, you can confirm or deny like Mm. that, um, things are hard or that, you know, you might be struggling, but I I just want to check in. I care about you. I want, I want to know that you're doing, um, how you're doing. You know, we often are the last person to see, as we talked about just a moment ago. So what do you do when they deny it or they reject it? How do you deal with that? Because you know they're struggling. (laughs) That's good. You know what I'm saying? So what do you do then? Did we get you there? Do you have an answer for that or did we stop you? No, I I think there's there's (laughs) something we can consider there. I think think it is worth – I mean, there's some different temperaments. You know, some people people aren't just as peppy as other people. You know, like – being willing to consider maybe this person is just more introverted, more low key, more easygoing. And and so considering for yourself, like maybe, you know, maybe what I'm seeing is not quite really Mm -hmm. depression, but I think if you, if you really get the sense they are struggling, like, um, I think making very clear to them, Hey, like, um, I mean, I, I hear you. And, but I mean, I, I do still have the sense that Mm -hmm. like there's, you're struggling and I, Mm -hmm. I just, if you ever feel like that is true, please like I mean, come talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm here for you. Um, so kind of putting putting the ball in their court of like, hey, I'm just here's what I see. But I, mm-hmm. um, if you don't see it, that's fine. But if if and when you do, like you know, please come talk to me. I'm here for you. Um, and then I, you know, like if you are good friends with people and their you know other group members, mm-hmm. or if you know their friends, their family, mm-hmm. um, maybe like. Not necessarily going behind their back, but just kind of sharing your concerns yeah. and mm-hmm. just kind of, hey, like, I get the sense that they're struggling and I, I, I just want, you know, if you can be a friend of them, check in with them, support that kind of helping the community come around them right, just right. in various ways, like with the um, with the goal, of course, supporting yeah. them and yeah, <laughs> loving on them. So 
Yeah. That's really good. I think we talked about it in, in how to call up, not call out. We actually talked a little bit about this principle that ultimately like the, that God can't work on a prideful heart. He can only work on a humble one. And and often when people are defensive um, or denial, like that's just not the place where, where revelation is going to happen. And, and whenever I've, I sense that, whether it's people, it's anger or it's just denying um, whatever it is, but I see this pushback and this resistance I'm always going to say, hey, no, I hear that. Look, this is, this, I want to give you a question to think about. You know, like, hey, and, and, and you figure out, what, you formulate that question and say, would you just go, would you pray about it and maybe talk with people that you trust and journal, whatever that is that helps you process. But would you take it back and then let's talk about it next week. And what I've realized is when I stop trying to push and win the moment, if you will, and I really let them process it and come back, it's been amazing when they come back and they're yeah. like, you know, you were right. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, I, maybe they're, maybe the these depressive thoughts have really gotten a, a hold of me more than I thought. Mm-hmm. But the, we can't look at it so short-sighted that we say we've got to be the one that tells them in this moment. Yeah. Like, well, let's trust the Lord's going to do yeah. that. Yeah. And so yeah. there's been, as we're talking about this, and if you've been listening for the last month, there's been a lot of themes. It's like you, Russell, and Scarlett all got together and started talking about this. <laughs> uh, there's been some <laughs> themes that have been very consistent. Um, we talked about don't when you approach my don't define it, but describe it. Uh, relate with them. So be vulnerable and share in that struggle. Mm -hmm. Be present. Just be with them. You don't have to fix it. Yeah. Uh, Asking questions instead of giving statements. Um, And then one of the things we talk about is just our motivation. Uh, A question that I often ask is, do I want truth to be spoken or truth to be heard? Because if it's truth to be heard, I'm thinking, how do you best hear that? You know, and it's this motivation of, man, am I just trying to say something to get off my chest to feel better? Mm -hmm. Or am I really trying to figure out the best way that they're going to hear it? All of those things, everything you just said in there connects it so much to what Russell and what Scarlett have shared. And those principles really help us. And so, man, I love love that. I think it's very practical, really helpful. Um, let's talk about just kind of, so we've been talking in in, in a, 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 I mean, these are principles that go for adults and students, but a lot of times there's specific things with us, with student ministry that maybe we want to be more cautious or or just more aware of, and that we want to navigate a little differently. And we have student life or we have adults that lead life groups and D groups with students. And so when they see these things around depression, what would you recommend for them that is maybe unique to the student dynamic? Yeah. So in my work with a lot of youth, um, I find that like youth that really don't have a whole lot of friends or don't have many responsibilities or even with COVID just Mm -hmm. like spending so much time at home with little to do little stimulation. Like that is definitely a place where it's easy to slip into a depression. Um, and so the more you maybe as a, a group leader or a parent can, um, get them into community, get them, um, give them chores even as, as boring as that sounds yeah. like ha- having something to get up and do yeah. does just bring a certain level of functioning and uh, a general sense of like, Oh yeah, I have responsibilities and, and people who count on me and, Oh, I do have a purpose. Mm-hmm. And, um, in the work I've done with so many, um, teenage guys, you know, often they'll come into my office so depressed, so anxious, and mm. it's really sad And then whether it's through, you know, their parent or my encouragement, they get a job Mm. and then they're like totally fine. And Mm. it's, it's, it's amazing how much just like 
a sense of like being needed or wanted yeah. or useful yeah, can good. go a long way. And so um, being a friend, like getting them, yeah, the more you can give them like hope and meaning and purpose. Um, I mean, the gospel alone, yes. I mean, alone is um, hopefully the ultimate right. one for them. Yeah. Um, but finding ways of, of really including them, getting them into friendship and community and things to do, um, anything that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Especially coming out of this pandemic with them not being in school and all the things that that has brought up in the Mm -hmm. lives of students that as group leaders, we just need to be sensitive to the fact that they're in a place that many of us have never been. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, that's so good. And so, uh, as you hear this conversation, I hope that you know, you're, you're you probably have someone to the forefront of your mind. Just, it, it, I mean, I, it, in the season that we are, in the amount of people that are struggling with things like depression or like anxiety, there's most likely somebody in your life that has come to the forefront of your mind, um, and maybe that's even you. Um, we really hope this helps you. We want to walk alongside you, whether it is you personally that are going through this and say, man, I need help. Or there's somebody in your group that you want to do that. Julie and her group's team, um, our care team and grant, we want to help with that. And so you can see in the show notes how you can reach out um, to, and, and we would love to walk alongside you. Um, but hopefully these principles give you some practical tips um, to, to kind of do that well. And so as we finish out this season um, in our podcast, we actually are we're getting dangerously close, believe it or not, Julie. I can't believe it. To the summer. Wow. It is coming crazy, quick. Yeah. And so we are actually, over the next two weeks, uh, we're going to go back and talk a little bit more of what does life group look like during the summer? What does D group look like during the summer, um, those are, it's, it is a unique se- season that comes with a unique rhythm, and mm-hmm. we're going to help you figure out what does that rhythm look like. Not just in your as your life rhythm changes, how can your group rhythm change so you can maximize those months together? And so we're going to talk about that in the next couple of weeks. But Grant, thank you mm-hmm. so much for being here. Thank this you for has me. been super helpful talking about depression and this whole series. As you and Scarlett and Russell, y'all have done an amazing job at helping us as group leaders. Um, some practical tools, some helpful questions, and the ability to walk alongside people in these difficult times. So thank you for the time today. Thank you for wisdom and all that you do. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast. If you are a long hollow group leader, click the link in the show notes to access resources just for you. If you are a church leader and want to receive free resources to help you make disciples in your home, group, or church, Click the link in the show notes or visit replicate.org.